Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast. I'm Kima Bob, I'm your host, and I'm so honored that you have decided to join me for week 11. That's why we are 11 weeks old, and all I have to say to that is, which is my best impression of what an 11-year-old would sound like saying, thank you for joining me. Uh, You tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Now, this is an opportunity to hear stand-up from awesome comics and get to know them a little better. And today, ooh, do I have a treat for you. We have Leyland Vabi, Priyal, and Krishna Easter joining me. And I had loads of fun with them. I'm sure you did too. Um, We got into some real deep stuff, like the breeding of dogs. Um, so if you're a pro dog breed, then sound off online because I'm ready to go to war. Because, yeah, I said it. I think dogs should fuck freely. But before we get into that, <laughs> let's hear some incredible stand up from my incredible guest. And before we get into that, let's hear me rambling about how I don't know if festivals are okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that warm welcome, or should I say hot as fuck? God, so hot. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being beautiful. It's always weird, like, introducing yourself like that and then coming on stage and be like, who said that? (laughs) Your wonderful host for the evening. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, it's so good to see you guys. God, honestly, I always get taken aback by this audience just because it's always so gorgeous. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but if you went around performing in the deepest, darkest corners of this nation, (laughs) just have no idea what I have to look at sometimes. (laughs) I'm just so delighted. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for being here. Uh, This is the Films of Color Comedy Club. If you don't know, it's simple, it's beautiful, it's elegant. What it is, is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Thank you. Thank you for your woos. You're right. All of, all of the wooers, you're right. Uh, I'm Kima Bob. I am the host of this thing, and I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you for your woo. You're right. Yeah, sick. Oh, recently, I've been going to, like, festivals. Have you heard of them? Do you know the phenomenon? I'm not sure. I, I keep trying to decide at every festival if I'm a festival person. Like, I'm just like, is this for me? I don't know, it just, like, a part of me, I don't know if it's, like, ancestral, just doesn't like being in a field. <laughs> Why am I here? This is, feels wrong. Uh, do we have any festival people out here tonight? A few festival people, good, I support you. I kind of want to be you. I'm not sure how to get there. Any people that are kind of like, no on the festivals? Any non-festival people? Okay, so you're shy, quietly a non-festival person. Shame. It was shame that I felt. I don't want you to feel that shame. Look, this, this is a space where festival people and non-festival people can come together. Oh, it's just weird. I don't know how to describe it. Between, like, the filthy dust and just, like, the tents full of nonsense. I just don't know. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I think it's quite rare. I'm not going to name any of the festivals that I've gone to yet because I'd like to be hired again. Uh, but it's very rare that you, like, go to a festival and you're just kind of like, damn, look at all the shit on this schedule. I'm interested. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this? Honestly, at one point, I heard something coming from a tent and I was like, mm, I'm not sure if that's music or noise. <laughs> like, it's just like, what is going on in these streets? And I tried to go to a talk, because I'm into, like, wellness and things like that. I tried to go to a talk about, like, intimacy. And it was this weird old white dude being like, guys, um, 
I like to tell all of my disciples to do the following exercise. And I was like, <laughs> you're do what now? I am not in your cult, sir. Whatever you were trying to start today was so weird. And he was like, we're going to do an exercise. And if you don't want to participate, maybe just take off your clothes and be scenery for me. He said this with his mouth, aloud. It was insane. I don't know what these things are about. On the showering, I have a semi-shameful like, admission. This is my confession. Cheek on the side. Um, I, I like, spent the night at a festival recently, which is very rare for me. I am not a camper. I'm not a camping-ass bitch. Any non-campers in the house tonight? Just why would you do it? Um, and like to campers, I have that fortitude to say, yeah, this ground is hard. <laughs> These temperatures are uncontrolled. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> you go, I support you, I salute you. You are brave, you are strong, but also you're a little silly. <laughs> oh, I just, I tried. So I was like, do you know what? All these other festivals you've been like, oh, I'm gonna be in like a hotel or something. I was like, camp at this one, just do it. You could do it. I was in like a bell tent and stuff. And I was like, okay, like this, it's still outside, but you know, at least you're in a, a glamorous version of outside, it's still outside. Um, and and I, I laid down, I laid down to go to bed at night. I put some music in my ears because there was a baby camping next to us and it was not having the nighttime. That wouldn't have happened to me in a hotel. And I was laying there, and at one point, the temperature just dropped so suddenly that I was concerned as to how I would keep my hands warm. And I thought to myself, mm, I don't think you're a camping-ass bitch. <laughs> I don't think this is for you. I don't think this is who you are. And the next day, I woke up, and the task was to go into that mysterious shower cubicle thing that so many other people have been in. Oh, and I'm weird about bathrooms. I'll admit it to you right here, right now. When I go into a bathroom, my vision doubles in excellence. <laughs> Do you hear me? I can see everything. I'm just kind of like, hair, speck of dust, what's that? <laughs> oh my God, nothing grosses me out more than hair that's not mine. I'm just like, what, who, who did that fall off of? Did they take care of them? We don't know that person, honestly. And I feel like, can you guys, I don't know if this is relatable, but I feel like when you're like wet and naked, that's when you're your most vulnerable in life. <laughs> like I'm just in here in this cubicle, moist, and anything could happen. Uh, and so I had to stare down the shower cubicle and I was like, am I gonna get in it? Um, and the answer was no. I fully baby wiped myself down. <laughs> and I was like, this is a new day. And am I proud of myself? No. But I'm pretty sure I'm just not a festival ass bitch. Um, and there are so many things that I saw that I just kind of had to, you know, excuse. Like, uh, just random, like, headdresses. And you go, y'all, it's 2022. Have you not seen the articles? <laughs> Or is your wearing of a headdress in defiance of the articles? It's insane. Or just white people with dreadlocks and you just go, ah! Ah! I just my head and said, no, Kima, that's not what you're here for. You're here for work. Ah, it's so frustrating. I kid you not, there was a panel on in a tent and I literally heard, like they were talking about all sorts of political issues, right? And they're very diverse panel of speakers. And um, the very diverse audience. I think it was like, the festival was that was, uh, some people call it the bougie festival. You might know what I'm talking about. Like, where you'll be looking around and someone will be covered in mud, and then they'll just be like, oh no, my Gucci bag is covered in mud. And so, who, who, who has that? Who has that? And who brings that out here? How, how rich do you have to be to cover a Gucci bag in mud? I can't even cover a Gucci bag in me. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So anyway, we're at this like bougie white ass festival and there's this panel going on and someone literally stands up with their full adult body and says with their human mouth, um, I have a question. White privilege, do we believe in it? <laughs> do we believe in it? Bitch, is it fairies? Do we, is it the Loch Ness Monster? Do we believe in it? My God, 
It was insane. And it was like, what a white privilege ass question. Do we believe in it? <laughs> Guys, are we gonna opt out? Are we gonna text stop to opt out of white privilege? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not really happy. I hear things about it. Some people call those facts and I go, mm, do I believe in it? Oh gosh, it's wild. Um, well, welcome to a space where, uh, like, we do believe in it. Uh, <laughs> that's not a question. Um, uh, are you ready for some comedy? Great! Okay, the first comic that we have has traveled all the way from Wales. Ooh! Yes! Channel that energy. Um, as we welcome to the stage the incredible Layla Navabi! Bob, everyone. Woo! Amazing. Good. Uh, hello, nice to meet you. You are all so fit. Um, hi, I'm Layla. My pronouns are she or they. Uh, I look like this. And for the benefit of the audio format, that these are red crocs. Uh, that is to say, cool. Uh, my dad is a Middle Eastern Muslim man. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> and my mum is a Welsh white Catholic woman. Yay. That was the cheer of Jesus Christ himself. Yay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you know um, anything about those two faiths, um, I suppose textually and historically, um, culturally, you'll understand how beautiful I actually think it is that they were able to, you know, put their differences aside actually, and and you know, come together in creating um, the world's most prolific lesbian. <laughs> My parents aren't homophobic anymore. Um, <laughs> it was the face. Some people, some people are gay. Get over it. It's our slogan. Okay, I think it's um, a weird slogan we've chosen as quite a cheery people. Like, things you can get over include, like, a breakup or COVID or you know, verrucas. Like, I don't... I don't love gay being in that category. Um, I um, saw a very famous gay celebrity the other day. Um, just... No, it wasn't real life. Just... It's like Getty Images. I don't know if you've heard it. It, it said... Uh, the world has bigger problems than boys who kiss boys and girls who kiss girls. Doesn't that imply it's still a problem? <laughs> Albeit a small one. Like eczema. Like, gay, isn't it? It's a bit like eczema. It's a bit annoying. It's just like, there's worse things in the world. There's like cancer, but like, there's also gay. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but the worst one's the one, the all-encompassing one. Why be homophobic, sexist, racist, when you could just be quiet? <laughs> I think that, because uh, that, that's how bad things happen. <laughs> Are you a bigot? <laughs> don't, don't talk to anyone about it. It's our little, shh, speak, keep it a secret. Do you know what? If you're lonely, just find your people on Reddit. Just <laughs> sit there with your biggest... And seethe, actually. <laughs> that is healthy. I think it's a weird thing <laughs> we've, we've chosen to do there. Um, I uh, recently fell in love with my best friend. Whoa. Split room there. It was reciprocal. <laughs> It, it was reciprocal, can confirm. These crocs aren't for everybody, but they are for somebody, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we felt like she, she's a comedian, and you all know who's he fucks, aren't you? You're like, oh, who's a queer comedian? It's Ellen DeGeneres. Um, yeah, she quit her show to move to South Wales with me. No. <laughs> no, I'm brown, and she's also brown um, as well. Um, this is my first brown on brown on brown relationship. It's really great. <laughs> I'd say yeah, I, ten out of ten. Uh, brown out of brown. 
I really like it. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, if, if you know anything about, um, I don't know, TV comedy panel shows, it's a weird one, right? Like, you never see two, like, brown comedians on a panel show together, or, like, black comedians, or just people of colour. There's never more than one on a show, right? And, like, historically, we've thought that's because cultural gatekeepers think we only have one story to tell, right? And with a brown person, we have to tell that story, and then we're all boring, we're all the brown comedian, we talk about brown things. Um, but actually, it's because, like, they're scared. You know, if they put us in a room together, we fuck. <laughs> I, I thought I'd always have to be in a relationship with like someone who wasn't like the same sort of uh, I suppose f- ethnicity as me. We're not even the same ethnicity. We're just both brown, which to white people is the same. <laughs> um, and I think you know I, I thought we, I could never do that. And I think it's because of adverts. Have you heard of them? Adverts. Um, you get them in between programs. Um, uh, and in adverts, you only ever get, if it's a brown person in an advert, they're always in a relationship with um, a beautiful white person with a beautiful mixed-race baby, um, which makes me so angry at my parents. Because um, I would have looked so good on a DFS sofa at seven years old. And I'd be rich! I'd be, I'd be so rich. It would be wonderful. It feels... I think I was scared people would think we were sisters, Right? Like, and we look, we don't look alike. Like, I say, if, like, I'm a baby bell, she's like a cheese string. <laughs> so, I mean, you'll see. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a weird, yeah, I just, we're not, we don't look like sisters, and so I just was really scared of that for a long time. Are we going, are there any straight white couples in? Doubtful. They're at home tweeting about how they're good people. Anyone? <laughs> no. Good. So I was just I always ask if they're siblings, and they always are, always. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was really, I was, I was really scared. We went on a date recently, me and my girlfriend. Uh, we went to the dentist. I, th- I think it, it's a tricky one, right? So we were sat there, and the the dentist called out her name. The nurse, the dental nurse, called out her name, and um, the dental nurse went, "Do you speak English?" to her which is like <laughs> mad <laughs> it's like 1970s right that's like that's like vintage it's like depop racism right and we were both like what the first so she like the nurse looked at me and was like does she speak english and i was like oh my god yeah we do and also why like what and she went sorry i thought you were her interpreter <laughs> mad 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 right and I said, have you assumed that because we're both brown? And she went, no, we get Polish in too. Cool. <laughs> Genuinely. Uh, terrible, right? Um, and, but I had a takeaway from that, which is like, first of all, this woman was such a fucking idiot, clearly, right? Like she, she thought my girlfriend, a comedian, could afford an interpreter. <laughs> Mad, right? And second of all, like, I, I was actually all right with it because I was kind of, I'm kind of grateful for her to, uh, that she assumed, you know, that... My girlfriend had like gainfully employed me to assist her with the English language, and I'd rather them think that people would think that than for them to think we are sisters. Who fuck? Um, <laughs> girl, you're gonna have a wonderful night. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs> more comedy and it's gonna come at you fast it's gonna come at you now um but you ready for her good please welcome to the stage the incredible priya hall i don't have loads of time so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you some options um option number one um i can tell you some jokes about my cat um Option number two, I can tell you the story about how at the end of 2021, I burned my whole life to the ground and I've been living in a state of perpetual chaos ever since. (laughs) We're a bunch of gossipy fucks. (laughs) Let's get into it. It's quite a long story, so I'll give you the cliff notes up top. At the end of 2021, I quit my job. Broke up with my boyfriend of six years. Started dating a little tiny five foot one and a half lesbian some of you may have met her (laughs) and number four I accidentally got cast in a musical (laughs) and of those four things the musical was the most traumatic one (laughs) 
Like I said, it's quite a long story, so I'll, uh, I'll really power through it. Number one, I quit my job. <laughs> you might think thinking to yourself, Priya, isn't this your job? <laughs> this is not a job. <laughs> this is a sickness. It's <laughs> not a job. Do you want to know what I did before I did this? Yes. Um, I worked in... <laughs> I love your energy. Don't think I didn't notice that you cheered so much when I said about the breakup. Oh, I love your energy. <laughs> We're working with the same levels, yeah. <laughs> Before I started doing stand-up for a living, um, I worked in the NHS for the team that deals with infectious diseases. Oh. What a stroke of bad luck. <laughs> I worked in NHS Wales. I loved my job when I first started it. All, of it. all it was, all day long, was measles and syphilis. All day long. Measles and syphilis. Occasionally a sprinkling of tuberculosis. It was lovely. <laughs> It was like living in a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then, um, you might be thinking to yourselves, measles and syphilis, aren't they extinct? Not in Wales. <laughs> We're traditional. <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I loved my job. And then something happened in 2020 that made it a bit spicy. Um, and I stuck it out for a year. I really tried. I stuck it out for a year. And in the, at the end of 2020, I was like, fuck this. This has been awful. I'm leaving. So I quit my job. I quit arguably the most stable job in the world right now <laughs> to do this <laughs> and I said to all of my friends I was like am I could I be uh, uh, could I be having a breakdown and they were like no don't worry all it is is you're part of the great resignation give me a cheer if you know what the great resignation is <laughs> right so it's the name that people are giving to like the mass exodus of people from the workplace following the pandemic um, I think it's a very millennial thing to do to rebrand like a mass epidemic of mental illness <laughs> as like a movement <laughs> but I do like it I like being part of, a, of, of this movement it means that in like 50 years time when my grandkids are like grandma what did you do during the pandemic I can be like I gave up <laughs> In every conceivable way. <laughs> I like it. I quit my job um, and I thought, I think things might be about to get a bit spicy, but everyone's like, don't worry about it. So I moved swiftly on to the next part of the story. I broke up with my boyfriend of six years. Now, I understand that this is quite a, a tense part of the story. Uh, what I used to do is I used to ask audience members, I used to ask as like a crowd work bit if anyone had had a breakup recently. <laughs> but it kept getting too sad. <laughs> so I don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, don't worry, everything is fine. We're both fine. We're both better off for it. Don't regret the breakup at all. Do I regret how I broke up with my boyfriend of six years? A little bit. <laughs> An hour before I broke up with my boyfriend of six years, I went to the hairdressers and got myself a chic bob. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> I went and got a haircut an hour before breaking up with someone. That is an act of war. <laughs> I was too fit for the breakup, is what I'm saying. It was a hostile act, but don't worry. I know karma is real because um, I went into the hairdressers recently for a trim. Um, again, thank you for noticing. Um, and it all went fine. She cut my hair. It was all fine. And she looked uh, at the back of my head. Um, and without saying a single fucking thing, she went into her drawer and took out an electric shaver and just started shaving my neck. <laughs> Not my hairline. My whole neck <laughs> for what felt like about 20 minutes you don't realise how long your neck is until someone's shaving it without your consent <laughs> what I'm saying is karma is real, her name is Jasmine and she's a hairdresser in Cardiff <laughs> takes me on to the next bit of the story um, I started seeing uh, a tiny little lesbian again, some of you might have met her hello, I'm the cheese string um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um I started seeing a tiny little lesbian. When I say seeing, I mean dating, not like hallucinating. She is real. <laughs> she is real. <laughs> She's not a ghost. But if I did have to describe her as a ghost, I'd describe her as a reverse poltergeist. Because everywhere I go in my flat, she's doing DIY. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> she fixed my shower head, and that's not a euphemism. It's great. <laughs> I'm having a great time. But I'm, I'm 29, and I've known for a really long time that I'm bisexual, but I'm also very lazy, so I forgot to tell anyone. Um, so what I found myself having to do is, like, drive-by coming outs. <laughs> it's bad. I, um, I had to come out to my 87-year-old grandmother from the valleys. 
Um, if you don't know the valleys in Wales, good for you. <laughs> Was that a cheer from someone from the valleys? Cumbran. That's close enough. <laughs> I'm going over here. <laughs> if you report back to the valleys, I swear to God, I'll burn your eyes down. <laughs> I had to tell my 87-year-old grandmother, my 87-year-old Catholic grandmother, um, that I was in a relationship with a woman. Um, and she's cool, my grandmother. She's cool. She's got like a criminal record and a new hip. She's cool. <laughs> she's cool. But it's still a lot for her to take on. So I was like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. But I told her, and it went fine, except for she told me that she was worried that now that I wasn't with a man, there would be no one to look after me. Exactly. <laughs> now, contrary to what this looks like, I can look after myself. But also, <laughs> if I were looking for someone to look after me, why would it ever be a man? <laughs> If you're looking for a provider, there's no one better than a lesbian with toxic masculinity. <laughs> My nan's gotten over that, though, uh, because um, we were over hers recently, and she mentioned in passing that she needed to mow her lawn, and she was like, I'm going to ask your brother to do it. And I was like, yeah, fine. Ask my brother to do it. I don't want to do it. Um, and my girlfriend just piped up, and she was like, oh, I can do that. And my nan looked at her, so she had three heads. <laughs> she was like, What? And my girlfriend was like, oh, I can do it. And she went and mowed my nan's lawn, which meant I had the privilege of watching my 87-year-old grandmother watch a tiny little lesbian mow her lawn. <laughs> it was the best thing I've ever seen. It was like, you know those videos where orangutans see close-up magic for the first time? <laughs> it was amazing. She's like, oh, I didn't know they could do that. <laughs> Long story short, she's looking for one of her own. <laughs> Then I was on the lockdown. <laughs> I'm half Indian as well, um, and that freaks a lot of people out when they find out, find out I'm with a woman. Um, they'll often be like, well, what, what do your Indian family think of, of you being gay? And I'm like, well, the answer is they're fine with it because they don't know. <laughs> and they can't reject you if you never give them the chance. <laughs> But Priya, you're literally talking about it on stage, on a podcast that's freely available to anyone in the general public. I said I was closeted, I didn't say I was good at it. <laughs> I'm, um, I did a, a bit of uh, stand-up for telly recently. Ooh, fancy. Um, don't worry, it was Welsh language telly. Um, yeah, it, was, it was for the Welsh language channel S4C. Um, and when people heard I was doing it, it was like a queer night. When people heard I was doing it, they were like, well, aren't you worried? That's like national television. Aren't you worried your, your grandparents will see it? And I was like, it's fucking Welsh television. <laughs> they would have to learn Welsh. <laughs> S4C is basically my secret diary at this point. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried. <laughs> oh... Yeah, that takes me on to the last bit of the story. This is the, um, arguably the worst bit of the story. Um, I accidentally got cast in a musical. Now, it's worth noting that this story begins and ends with my own incompetence. What, what happened was, I received an email. That email offered me five days of work. I, as I said, had recently quit my job. I needed the money for rent, so I said yes. Did I read the email? Did I fuck? <laughs> I didn't read the email. Um, uh, we get to a week before I meant to be going to do this work, my tiny little lesbian says to me, she says, hey, what are you actually doing next week? And I went, what a great question. Thank you for always looking out for me. <laughs> and I read the email and saw that I had been cast in a lead part <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a Welsh language musical. <laughs> now, for reference, I can't sing. I can't dance. I'll be honest with you, I can barely speak Welsh. <laughs> I start freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've already budgeted it in. I need to do this work, but I cannot sing and I can't dance. So I rang my agent up and I was like, look, I need this work, but I can't do it. I can't sing and I can't dance. She was like, well, Priya, that does seem quite unreasonable. Um, <laughs> but I'll see what I can do. <laughs> uh, and then she gives me a ring two hours later and she says, I have no idea how this has happened but they still want you in the musical. <laughs> and you don't have to sing. Or dance. What had happened, right? You might be wondering, what had happened is, um, this was a Welsh language musical, and I am brown. Which means that any time a Welsh language production needs any diversity, 
baby girl gets a call. <laughs> and I say yes every time. <laughs> Should I? No. <laughs> but I'll keep doing it. Um, <laughs> I showed up day one of the musical. It was tense. I, uh, the writer was there. She looked me dead in the eyes and she goes, hi, Priya. It was a fun challenge. <laughs> writing a part in a musical. That didn't have any singing or dancing. <laughs> And I was like, well, that's just the situation we found ourselves in. Um, <laughs> we get to the end of day one. It's all gone fine. The director says to everyone, okay, tomorrow, just remember to wear uh, suitable clothing because we'll be working on physicality. Now, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't want to know what it meant. So I pretended I had COVID and I never went back. <laughs> I beat the system. Uh, you've all been lovely. I've been pretty hot. Good night. <laughs> Okay, guys, the next performer is a performance artist turned stand-up comedian. Oh, watch out now. Mm. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all might want to take your brows and move them up a little bit. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage with all of your energy, the Krishna Issa! Hello. Hi. Um, oh, I'm actually a bit nervous. I haven't really performed since the pandemic, so if I fuck this up and you don't find me funny enough to laugh, that's cool. Don't worry about it. My personal kink is humiliation, so this is a win-win situation for me. Um, so I was on a date the other day uh, with a girl. Um, Usually, people don't react that way. They usually go, oh, because everyone thinks I'm gay. Uh, to be clear, I'm not gay. I'm bi, bisexual, lucky me. And I was on a date with a girl, and turns out she used to be a lesbian, which is great because so did I. I don't think I really need to explain that joke here, but if I do, I'm trans. When I say trans, I mean transgender, not transport, obviously. <laughs> Some folks might say I was a man trapped inside a woman's body. I don't really identify with that. It's a bit old school. Um, although, if you think about it, we were all once trapped inside a woman's body. <laughs> Well, actually, not all people who give birth are women. That was a test and you all failed. I'm so disappointed. Um, someone once told me when I first started stand-up that it was very important to define myself clearly straight away so that the audience was open to listening to me. Apparently, all this can be distracting from the comedy. <laughs> but defining yourself is pretty hard when you're an Indian-American kind of Australian person in Britain who's a trans-masculine, non-binary, bisexual, polyamorous, <laughs> dyslexic performance artist. <laughs> and there's nothing more confusing than performance art. <laughs> and because I am a performance artist, I came at stand-up from a very theoretical place. I did a lot of research. And I realized that stand-up is often very pared back. Just a person with a mic, set list, bottle of water, whereas performance art can be anything at all. The intention with comedy is for the audience to laugh. The intention with performance art is for the audience to never laugh ever again. <laughs> stand-up. Stand-up is a bit like polyamory, right? There are rules, everyone knows what's going on. Performance art, it's a bit more like monogamy. It's well-respected. It can be satisfying. <laughs> but you spend the entire time thinking, when is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Why is this performance artist doing stand-up comedy? Thanks for asking, sir, madam. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm trans. <laughs> and I take something called testosterone. And uh, some of the side effects of it include rapid hair growth, looking 15 forever, <laughs> and the sudden urge to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> Did you know the confidence you get when you walk through the world as a man is directly proportionate to the confidence you need to try stand-up comedy? Which is probably why so many mediocre white men think they can do it. It's not their fault, it's just science. Um, I'm also doing comedy because I want to cheer up my people. Let's be honest, we don't really have a reputation for being a battle of laughs. We're known to be quite earnest, which actually I have a bit of a problem with because earnest is a very gendered name. <laughs> really sick of people thinking I'm serious just because I'm trans. Uh, I'm also sick of uh, explaining things to people all the time, like uh, the difference between gender and sex and how trans people are people and how we deserve rights. Other trans things I do want to explain include what my genitals look like and how they work. And if I've had the surgery, which surgery, when surgery, why surgery, how surgery, I don't want to have to explain how hormone replacement therapy works and pretend like it's all cool and natural. Because sometimes it won't be, but I can't say that because cis people start questioning how trans is. We say hormone replacement therapy is terrible for us. Like, why don't they invest their time and effort? They put into finding out what's in my pants into better trans healthcare and said, I mean, doctors are so unreliable. <laughs> I once had to get my testosterone shot from a dominatrix. Yeah. Turns out the bedside manner of a dominatrix is not what you're after, FYI. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Doctors could learn a lot of a consent from sex workers. The bedside manner of a dominatrix is a thousand times better than the bedside manner of a doctor. <laughs> Other trans things I do want to explain is what being queer really means. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone's a bit bi these days. It's true. Harry Styles. Turns out, even he couldn't stick to One Direction. Dad jokes. Um, other trans things I don't want to explain is how trans people can also have relationships and babies and families and how we're also smart or clever or creative or how we use a toilet. Flipping God, I don't have to talk about yet another gender-neutral toilet. Like, what is it with every cis person I know asking me for advice on how to make their home toilets gender-neutral? Allies, stop trying so hard. The guiltier an ally, the more annoying you are. <laughs> Other trans things I don't want to explain is well, being non-binary is in how we're neither man or woman or both over and over again. As people are clever, they would just get it from the term non-binary. It literally just means not binary and you must know what binary means. Another thing I don't want to explain but I find myself having to explain is all of this shit that doesn't require explanation but is always expected of trans people to explain like I'm literally explaining right now. I'm literally explaining how much I don't want to explain all the things I'm being forced to explain but definitely 100% do not want to explain what's the deal with that. <laughs> Oh, I've got to wrap it up. I've got time for one more joke. And this is probably the best joke I've ever written. Ever. It's also my favorite joke. Um, tell me, what do you call a non-binary person with a piss fetish? Anyone? Anyone? A gender-neutral toilet. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Thank you. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. 
Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Welcome back, all of the performers you've seen, Priya Hall, Krishna Issa, and Layla Nababe! Come on back, 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 come on back. Welcome to the stage. Yes. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. That was incredible. I loved your sets. Oh my god. Well, you guys are killing it. I can't I can't It's a compliment. Like the reveal. Yeah, yeah, the girl told me just before, and I was like, "Do you tell?" We keep them? it like we're not going to talk about it on stage, but we can't help. Yeah, we're like, we cannot, we're not great. going to monetize and capitalize on our relationship. And then we're like, actually, though, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good time. I love a bit of a girlfriend reveal. We haven't had it as a girlfriend's arm. Oh. I know. Yeah, I keep trying. All to that you know everyone. of, Kima. That's true. Secret girlfriends. It happens. We are sneaky as our people. <laughs> Honestly, oh. lesbians. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, thanks for being here. I want to talk a bit about uh, fun and joy, if that's okay. <laughs> Fucking Is that hate permitted? them both. <laughs> no. So, do you hate fun? Are you no, anti fun? I'm, I'm absolutely pro fun. You pro fun? Yeah. Because you're wearing a skeleton top. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, uh, I like to say I, I like this because it reminds me that underneath our skin we are all white. <laughs> Just makes me feel really good about myself. Yeah, yeah. Gives me the confidence to leave my home. I mean, pink, pink and red first, but then if you do get deeper, but then do you know what? Underneath that white, there's a lot of brown. Oh. Yeah. So inside we're all brown. In, in, at the deepest... That's gonna make some racists really. <laughs> And that when you when you really get a drill out and get into it, <laughs> fine. I'd, la- a nice I'd love to drill brown. a hole in a racist me. <laughs> we'll find out, reveal to them, um, guys. But before we get into um, fun and joy, I want to ask you, what's something that you're horny for right now? <laughs> and this is a question that tends to not make sense, but I refuse to not ask. And let me tell you, you don't have to be horny for anything like in a sexual way it's just like what do you really want like i'm kind of horny to watch more episodes of the sandman (laughs) have you guys studied the sandman oh my god has anyone like read the sandman Good, lots of non-readers. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So, um, you know, when they make a TV show, like about a book or something, you know that it's going to be probably okay. It's going to be worse than the book. Do you know it? Well, yeah. you know it's going to be, it, it probably will be worse than the book, but it'll probably be better than other TV shows. That's true. Because if the story sucked, then no one would try to televise <laughs> yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? And quite frankly, Netflix has been very disappointing lately. Yeah, it has. I'm like, girl, you are dropping the ball. What the fuck are you trying to, another show about cake? <laughs> but I will watch it. So. It's for someone, and that someone is me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I get it. Like, is it cake? Cut it open. I want to know. <laughs> Eight episodes, I want to know. But yeah, so the Sandman is actually quite nice. Or maybe I was high and tired. Anyway, um, but what, what are you horny for? <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Cheese strings, I'm kidding. No, kidding. Do you know you know that app Too Good To Go? No, that sounds like, I don't know what if you've it? heard about it. That sounds like I'm going to do an ad. I'm not. This is just, I really love this app. It's, it's, if you go on it, towards the end of every day, you can like get any food from like any restaurant basically for free or if, like really like for £1.29 any restaurant but it's always up a crust it's always up <laughs> I 
was getting to that. It's upper crust. I'm horny for upper crust. You know, the like train station sandwich so, shop. So wait, this is called too, too good to go. Too good to they should sponsor this if they have any integrity. It's because, amazing. Yeah, people are always like throwing away food. Yeah, and it it's stops really that. They just put it on the app. They put it on oh the app, and then you pay like a quid, and you pick it up, and you can have like four baguettes. <laughs> But they also do like hypothetically. They do like food. They do vegetables. They do groceries. They also do like Italian meals and like whatever. Uh, and baguettes. And big, but I, I'm just really into a, like a train station baguette. I don't like food that's been made with any love. <laughs> I don't want to shag my baguette. I just want it, I, I want it to sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's. That's where I'm at. Where you? What? It's just it's just calories in a roll, and you're like, it doesn't care. I don't care if anyone happy made this. No, if they care. No, I do care. Goodness. I just don't want them to be happy. That's <laughs> not, I don't want them to be feeling any joy just while they're making it. Just very on top. It's too much, isn't it? It's it's too much. You can tell. You know what? Like it's like when you're in school and you're eating a sandwich, and you have someone next to you eating a sandwich from home, and you think. Mm. Yeah fuck, you. yeah, fuck you and your whoever caretaker yeah. made that for you. Yeah, it's always cling film as well. Uh, Buffett. <laughs> Bad. Repugnant. Mm. Are, you guys, um. are you guys horny for anything at the moment? It's okay to not be horny for anything. I think I'm actually horny for Crocs. Because I got my first pair. Ooh. I almost wore Watch it today. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, but I didn't. Honestly, oh. please. <laughs> <laughs> but I almost did. <laughs> this resurgence of craft. Yeah, they look yeah, great. Look cool, at that. There's a bit of platform. There's holes when it's hot. Yeah, I just You've also got the, the charms. I have you not to, got yeah. them off. I took them off because you shamed me for how proud I was of being Welsh. Yeah. I had she had like Welsh flag charms, Welsh... which I think is too much. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing is, the Welsh flag's not like the English flag. It's not like EDL. It's just like quite cute. Yeah, because um, it has a little dragon on yeah. it. There's a dragon on it. Who doesn't love a little dragon? Well, Priya. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I think you used too much. So I, took, <laughs> so I ripped them off. <laughs> now they're on the fence. We would have loved the bridge. them. You would have loved yeah. them. See, well, you're holding for my crocs and my dragon, so. Yeah. Wow. I think the platform really does take the croc to another level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why are you all outing me <laughs> for how short I am? <laughs> this, is, this is very serious right now. I think yeah. I'm seeing crocs in a whole new light. Yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. There's Thank something you. Also, because clogs are coming back. Yeah. It's, this is now a fashion podcast. <laughs> it, it, it might be now. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're listening, Mr. Croc. <laughs> Can we get some free ones? Yeah. Excuse me, mixed Croc. Mix if croc, you're at yeah. home. Doctor, a doctor. Doctor Croc. A doctor, maybe. Excuse me, Sergeant Croc. <laughs> Reverend Croc. Reverend, Reverend Dr. Croc. <laughs> Junior, if you are DBS, at home. DJ. We would love to some free crocs, please. Um, Swell, are you horny for anything, Pri? Um, I'm horny for my robot Hoover. Oh, do you, do you have a robot like a yeah. vacuum thing? It and it, it, you do you bought me that? a robot Hoover. I should clarify. I wouldn't buy one myself because it's too like extravagant. But I've been wanting one for literally five years, um, and it's amazing. She broke it's, up with her boyfriend, so a lesbian would buy her one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He Some might say it. a step too far. No, no. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't know what he really wanted. Um, is it? A, it's not a Roomba one, though, right? No, oh God, it's not a Roomba. Because you see, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is apparently like trying to buy. Is it Jeff Bezos? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what the story is? Where, where, He's buying a robot company to steal more data, essentially. Oh no! He's buying a robot company to steal data, <laughs> and it's the robot vacuum one, right? Well, what, Why does what? he want to know the layout of our homes? Yeah, what? <laughs> what data is it? Roombas don't have like cameras. Yeah, what data's on the there? floor? And they're like, like, <laughs> like, I feel like it's weird though. I, I just sucked up some great information. The taste on of this my cat's thing. cat litter. Like, I what's the after? I wonder. Like, I feel like they might remember. I don't know. I don't know how they work. I'm not. I'm not a robot vacuum. All I know is I just saw someone tweet that is bad and I believed it <laughs> I was like thank you for telling me what to think about this I, I will not think any further on it <laughs> just watch out because your vacuum is going to ruin your life <laughs> um gang I want to ask you mm-hmm. 
Um, kind of loaded question. Some would say, Kima, this is really invasive. But um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you like to do for fun? I, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, I, I went there. <laughs> and I'll go again. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, our job, sometimes people assume that a stand-up is inherently fun. At times, it's fucking not. Um, but yeah, how do you bring yourself joy? How do you find room to play? It's full-grown people in 2022. We went to the Miss Wales competition. Oh, don't wow. tell this boys there. Uh, <laughs> you have to now. We follow local pageants. That makes complete sense. <laughs> I highly recommend it. If you're a busy person, hop on the Instagram of a local pageant. So we went to the Miss Wales competition. We're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> went to the Miss Wales competition. We, this, is, this sounds unbelievable, but in Wales, we're a bit famous. <laughs> because it's Wales, and the only other person we have is the Go Compare Man. <laughs> And so only on Welsh language. Only TV. on Welsh language. But we were like, oh, if people know us, we went to the Miss. We'll send you a picture. We went to the Miss Wales competition in glasses, incognito, <laughs> like you lot. Yeah, yeah. And we went and watched it. And genuinely, but I started off as a bit of a joke, a bit of a, like a sardonic, like, oh, we're going to Miss Wales. We're get drunk. <laughs> then we started to get so into that. I was like, no, like if someone I went and they don't talk. It's so they don't let them talk. It's so fascinating. What? So you just like. Do they ask them at least, like, do they want world peace? <laughs> no. no, they all come no. out at the all start. All they're I mean, allowed to say is their name and where they're from. To the tune of Shirley Bassey's I'm Coming Out, which felt really odd. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. It's a cover of Pink's Get This Party Started by Shirley Bassey. Wow. I love Wales. I'm coming out to so you better get, get this party started. started. That's Is not that not Shirley called I'm coming out? Yeah, the Shirley Bassey covered pink. Everybody. The Shirley Bassey covered pink. Shirley Bassey covered pink. That doesn't feel right. Shirley Bassey covered pink. It's amazing. Um, I recommend. Should we go? Should we all? Should we go on we a should trip? Go next I, year. I would go. So down. It was amazing. It's it was amazing. The best show I've oh, ever seen. the Instagram. Go on. If you want a laugh, go on the Miss Wales Instagram because they make them all walk. There's a man like they were like, "This is the, your introduction on how to be a strong woman." And there's a man that holds their hand as they walk across broken glass, and that's not a joke. It's amazing. I cannot they, stress how much they're not allowed to talk. <laughs> are they barefoot on broken barefoot. Yeah. glass? Sounds like performance art to me. Yeah. <laughs> they're winning. Yeah, yeah. Moved you should give it a go. You should, you should be the person. Yeah. You should. Oh, Miss uh, Welsh, what's it called? Miss, Miss Wales? Miss Wales. Yeah, I would win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you should be the person that holds their hand and guides them across, the, across glass. the glass. So, okay, just to uh, make sure everyone understands uh, Miss Wales, what I'm gathering is... Um, you wear a dress, you don't speak, you cut your feet, but you do get the party started. You wear, <laughs> you wear three dresses to get the party started. You don't even get to explain what each outfit represents? No, no, no. What no, it no. means to you? All you're allowed to do is walk in a circle. Right. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen before in my life. It's given me Handmaid's Tale and I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I, I really, I need you to know that I mean, I mean this so sincerely. It was the best night of my life. <laughs> I'm, She's not not joking. Joking. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Afterwards, <laughs> we had Taco Bell and I had to calm down. It was like. I, was like, I feel like if this goes out, we'll never be allowed to host Miss Wales. Which is the ultimate dream. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys trying to be the ant and deck of Wales? Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> dream. Yeah. Um, Krishna, have you done it? It doesn't have to be as fun as um, going to the Miss Wales round. <laughs> Apparently, nothing is. <laughs> but, but, but what do you do for joy? Wow. Nothing. Wow. <laughs> mm. No, I don't know. I paint. It's really not as fun as that, is it? This you paint? Yeah, I paint. That's fun. Oh, yeah. wow. Painting is lovely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what? be painting? Just like flowers and stuff. <laughs> On what? On like things. Like, on, like random shit. No, 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 like like on canvas. Are like you a paper. vandal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just being. Are really you Banksy? 
could be. Oh my god, you've heard it here first. We've unmasked Banksy. <laughs> but wait, so um, so do you enjoy like uh, painting like florals? Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah, thank you. It's really nice. <laughs> what's, what's your favourite flower? Really no, what's, like... what's your favourite flower? Yeah, that's the thing. So, I've got lots. Of, I love flowers. I've got tats of them everywhere, and I love flowers. I what paint flower them. is that one? I don't know the names of any of these flowers. <laughs> do, do you know what? I, do, I know a picture. I've seen yeah. it. I like oh. it. Yeah. That's all I know. Also, what's weird about flowers, I think, when you get into, like, painting and drawing them, you just could just make some shit up, and it might be real, might not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's great. You're just kind of like, these petals, and some of them twist. <laughs> maybe that there exists probably is in a nature. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah. I think naming things sometimes can, like, hold us back as a society. Yeah, I, I, don't, like, I don't like naming anything, really. People are always talking about a Bichon freeze. I don't know what these fucking dogs are. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes stuff is just beautiful. We don't have to call it shit. It's that I look. I saw the look in your eye when you said Bichon Frieza's. You completely lost confidence, and you were like, "Oh no, the wheels have come off." I, re- well, I really love the notice that you started the thing by being like, "Some people say white privilege doesn't exist," and you just went, "Bichon Frieza's don't exist." <laughs> Dog, dogs are fucking dogs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually couldn't agree more. Gotta stop. Gotta stop breeding them. Anyway, that's that's okay. I, I invited all of you guys here today to talk about it. dogs just need to fuck freely. That's that's what I believe. Oh, you don't think they should be like they sh- they shouldn't cease to exist. They just should be allowed to fuck whatever. No, dogs, they dogs are cool, but I think people are always trying to <laughs> people are people are always trying to be like, oh, this kind of dog is better than this kind of dog, and that's fucked up. Like, why do we have to bring the way that we try to fucking categorize society into dog world? <laughs> Oh, clap that. <laughs> that was not. Our dogs prejudice against each other. I need to know that. You see what I'm saying? I don't think they're so. like, oh, that German shepherd over there. Yeah, oh, look at the German shepherd. I think Taking our jobs. <laughs> I wanted to be a cop dog. The police on freeze is like, I wanted that. Yeah. I fucking took it. Yeah, they now they're saying I don't exist. That should be mine. That's my impression of a British. Uh, yeah, but enough about dogs fucking. <laughs> For um, now. I don't want you guys to feel any pressure to answer in a certain way, especially two of you. Um, but who is someone that you, like, always have a good time with? There's a Welsh comedian who's fantastic called Larry Morgan. I was going to say. Who is an apps. I love her. She's she, a mess. She keeps having to run away from gigs because she won't read what the gig is. And then she arrives and it's a Jim Davidson gig. And she's like, I need to leave. She's like, oh, I'm at It keeps gig. happening. Wait, wait, wait. Who's... Jim Davidson. Yes. Yeah. He's like trash. Like, just... Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Larry Morgan, because think, she got pregnant think... even though she has the coil in. And right now there's, she has a baby in her body and also a coil. And that I'm is so funny. I'm going to say Larry Morgan. Morgan's baby. Okay. It's someone that you always have a great time with. Yes. No, answer it actually. Well, I was going to say Larry as well, um, but um, um, <laughs> I have got a cousin who takes ketamine for period pains, um, so her otherwise. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Based off of whose advice? Her own. <laughs> Love it. Her own. <laughs> that, you know. I won't name her. You go. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah, I hope you do have more than one her cousin. I've got so many men. I'm okay, half Indian and half Catholic. There's literally hundreds of us. Good, 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 good. She's safe, she's safe. I'm not one of them, just to be <laughs> abundantly clear. Have you checked? I don't think I need to. Okay. If you feel confident... It's not up to me. Hey, I want dogs to fuck however they want. I want that for people too. So you... You keep fucking your cousin. Uh, I can't believe this is the podcast where someone's called us cousins. Yeah. <laughs> you're both brown. You're both cousins. It's, it's always... It's you're the, taking our jobs. You're taking our cousins. It's the people you never expect. It, it'd be your... Own, Look, uh, let this be a reminder. Not all skin folk are kin folk. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. 
Um, Krishna, who's someone you always have fun yeah, I've, with? I've got an answer. My niece and nephew. It's quick and easy. Oh. That's, that's <laughs> safe as well. Your friends can't yeah. get mad. But it's family. Exactly, yeah. It's family. Yeah. Yeah. What's so fun about being with them? They're cute. Mm. How old are they? Uh, ten and four. I love that. Yeah, before they get annoying. Yeah. yeah, and before they realize how fucked up life is. Yeah, it's great. The optimism, amazing. Yeah, you can look at the light in their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like four-year-olds know they just forget it by five. <laughs> you have to keep showing them again. That's the thing when you have a little kid sometimes. Some stuff you retain, I think some stuff just like falls through. But by the time you're in your mid-teens, you know... This is yeah. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I think my nephew's getting to that age. You know, though. You know, it's true. I remember knowing. Are you, are you taken aback by the unhinged nature? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. And you wish, you wish that I would uh, smile or something to relieve you. Like, is she okay? And I don't think you understand how fucked up I already am that this does not face me. I'm just confused. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to uh, the Fuck It Up uh, Comedy Club uh, podcast. Um, yeah, how did you guys end up doing comedy? How did this happen to you? Um, I was obsessed with comedy um, since I was li- like a little kid. Um, mm. My mum let me watch uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw and Delirious when I was like 10. Great um, choice, mum. Yep. Uh, bad parenting, but makes for a... Yeah. I could only do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> How's that yeah. living? Um, so I was obsessed with it and I um, started doing it at open mics in uh, Wales. Now I'm here. I'm so glad that you did. Thank you. Um, and shout out to your mom. And um, yeah, I can't wait to listen to your podcast, Eddie Murphy Saved My Life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, Layla? This is a, it's a sad story. Do we okay. want to take the tone down? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so I'm. I'm reckless with the tone. <laughs> <laughs> I am gay and brown and my family are religious So I had to leave my home when I was a teenager And so I had nobody and I had to make friends somehow So I started going to the comedy club because it was free to see open micers And I used to sit all night and watch open mic comedians um, Which was a learning experience Uh, And then I became a producer, and I realised it was much more fun, and it would make me much more rich to be a comedian, so I just decided to do that instead. (laughs) Fuck, Do you still do production and stuff? Um, no. So, Layla, um, bomb-ass producer. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's a shame I don't do it no more. (laughs) Well, you... Maybe one day... Look, yeah, maybe one day. I I liked it. It was fun. We worked together when I was producing. Uh, but it's a really tricky thing to do, and some industries are. Yeah, it's easier to be like your own guy wandering around, like. Well, yeah. Just I doing your own stuff. Love being my own guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, cool. Krishna, what about you? How did you end up doing stand up? Um, it was sort of random. I didn't really know stand up existed. Well, I knew it existed, but I don't really see people like. I don't think to this day I really see people like me doing it. So I've never actually. Yeah. Until, until like a couple of years ago, actually gone to a comedy night. Mm-hmm. But I was doing a sort of performance art, sort of theatre show. Um, and we went up to Soho, it was for Soho Theatre, and we went up for Edinburgh. And we were in a flat with Hannah Gadsby because we were all sharing mm. uh, accommodation, as you do. Um, and one of the other people in the show is this amazing uh, Australian comic called Zoe Koomsma. Mm. Um, and they were both sort of just like, you should do it. And it's, I, I feel like, it's nice. I, yeah, I never get should. to say You're thank amazing. you to them. Thanks, Zoe and Hannah. They were sort of like, yeah. there's no people like you, but you can do it and we do it and we're queer. So, yeah. so it was quite a sweet entry. I had like so parents beautiful. sort of, yeah. That's so lovely. Yeah. And what, uh, like, um, empowering people to hear that from as well? Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I'd ever watched a comedy show before I watched both their shows that year. Mm-hmm. 
so jealous. I'm <laughs> sat at the open mics, like, maybe I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, Helen Godsby's show famously did not go down well. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. One, one, the, like... But it did another start, I don't think. Depends on mm. the audience, doesn't mm. it? Then, like, when the award went on to, like, uh, be on Netflix and really change a lot of people's uh, perspectives on what comedy could be. Um, so that's really epic. I'm so glad that you had that experience. Thank you so much for a wonderful show. Give it up for all the comedians you've seen. Priya Hall, and Krishna Issa. Thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, what a good time. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's like, I don't know, whenever you make a thing, you're like, oh, I want to make this thing. I want to make it good. And I want to make this thing. And I want to make it good. And we've made it 11 times. And that's just really cool. So I appreciate you listening. Um, the incredible comics that you've heard have projects that you can enjoy and support. So follow them online. And if you've been listening to this and you've enjoyed it, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for letting us know. Thanks for letting people know. It's so awesome. Uh, the Fuck It Up podcast recordings in London. We'll be having one on October 4th and October 20th or 20th October if you speak UK. Um, and Fuck It Up in New York will be holding, holding, having putting on a show on september 29th um so check that out if you're stateside new york side uh i've been kima bob you've been great and as always as always the fuck it up podcast is brought to you by the films of color comedy club the house of the guilty feminist and is a part of the acast creator network um yeah and it might be kind of early to say it but like i love you <laughs> bye